When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. Silver, gold, and the boogaloo. So what am I talking about here? I'm going to guess like 10 to 20% of my audience even knows what I'm referring to when I use that term. It's a term that has sort of gained some popularity just over the last, it seems like the last couple months to my knowledge. But in many ways, it refers to an event or time similar to when somebody's talking about an SHTF, crap hits the fan. And again, that can refer to a lot of things. That can refer to uh, a a grid down situation. It can refer to a a nuclear war. It can refer to a global pandemic, zombie apocalypse, martial law, all sorts of different things. And, And it's sort of the same for this term, this boogaloo. But more often than not, it's used to refer to some sort of Future conflict, future series of events, usually here in the United States, but certainly elsewhere in the world, which could only be described as some sort of a civil war. Not a civil war necessarily fought along the same lines or in the same fashion as the first American Civil War. I mean, that was the mid-1800s. We're talking uh, pretty pretty clear-cut armies, entire states, generals, etc., going against each other. More so, what this refers to is some sort of a future reality where, for political reasons, um, and there's some elements maybe of class warfare in here, where a certain segment of the U.S. population revolt, or or at least don't follow certain orders, don't follow certain uh, laws, oftentimes related to, to infringements on liberty, and that sort of descends into some sort of a civil war. And and of course, there's sort of a political side to this as well, politicians and whatnot in here as well. And I want to talk how silver and gold relates to both of those situations. Civil war here in the United States, or whatever country you're in, because it's absolutely a possibility as as this world seems to become increasingly unhinged, but also just the the run-of-the-mill SHTF scenario, the the grid down, if you want to call it run-of-the-mill. But I'm talking about a major, like, uh, uh, time-defining SHTF thing, not not just a localized event, not just a snowstorm or a hurricane. I'm talking like something that affects an entire region, entire country, right? But but I want to start off with the other one, some sort of a civil war, and, and how silver and gold relate to that. Obviously, silver and gold are a hedge against that. Any sort of internal... Um, devolving of society in the United States or whatever country, any sort of civil war, it is a hedge against that. Because such events would likely lead to uh, pretty significant economic damage, potentially even damage to infrastructure, major infrastructure. And it would be a, a huge negative, ultimately, for the U.S. dollar and for the U.S. stock market and for the U.S. bond market, right? However, I think it goes much deeper than that, much deeper than just saying silver and gold are a good way to to hedge. Uh, You have to understand that if you count yourself as maybe not even a participant on that side, 
but a supporter of it. You, you have to understand that your assets, especially your digitalized ones, are going to be seized fairly quickly, right? It, it, it wouldn't be that difficult for the U.S. government to do so. And I know this sounds like fantasy, but this is something the U.S. government does on a regular basis, seizes or freezes uh, foreign uh, actors that they don't like, uh, seizes and freezes their, their assets. And the same could be true for U.S. citizens, right? If it was deemed necessary, if they were deemed terrorist, whatever, right? Radicalists. And so assets in traditional or retirement accounts or stock brokerage accounts or anything other than something that you hold in your physical possession, I'm talking cash and precious metals and whatever other physical assets you have, could very easily be seized, right? Which obviously is, is a problem and, and it certainly uh, serves to to kind of drive home that point that precious metals are are uh, are definitely something you want to hold versus uh, half stored somewhere, half vaulted somewhere. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. But I think it goes much further than just that, right? I think those precious metals or cash or whatever it is that you have, um, I mean, ultimately they would mean survival, right? Uh, if these events, I know these are sound fictional, they sound totally unlikely. And, I, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily a likely scenario, but it's more than possible. If that were to happen, you have to understand that by breaking the financial backs of, of these individuals, these radicalists, whatever, liberty-loving individuals, it would not be that difficult to, to cause them to, to stop uh, resisting, stop revolting. Because ultimately what that would mean is an inability to, to feed their families, an inability to... Uh, um, you know, keep the lights on, things of that nature, right? And so if you take away that ability, uh, that goes a long ways, especially for those with families, towards basically pacifying them, if you want to call it pacifying, or at least uh, uh, causing them to back down, right? Beyond that, though, I mean, I think precious metals and, and cash go a long ways towards uh, servicing one's needs, in such a situation, I'm talking buying goods, whatever that means. It could just mean food, water, um, fuel, etc. It could mean more illicit goods, if you want to call them illicit, things like firearms, ammo, etc. But silver and gold, along with cash, are basically untraceable. Um, uh, for, for a long time now, you'll see various governments talk about how silver and gold are excellent tools used by the black market. And, and I've never, you know, seen that as a good reason to somehow ban private ownership of silver and gold. I mean, honestly, the, the number one asset used on the black market worldwide uh, in, in gang activity or smuggling or whatever is, is, of course, the U.S. dollar. Right. So let's start there before we go to the silver and gold. Uh, but but it does serve that task uh, pretty well. Right. Especially if the dollar itself is, is uh, really struggling under inflation or whatever. Uh, um, future turmoil. But finally, you know, what, what I think is really important to understand here and how silver and gold relates to this all is that, you know, me personally, I think a lot of my listeners are not men of violence, right? We're not, we may, we may be firearm owners. We may be second amendment supporters. We may be, 
um, willing to lay down our lives to, to defend our families or even uh, innocent individuals that we may not even know. But we're not violent individuals, right? And, and it's hard for me to say exactly where I would stand on this whole thing if, if we went into some sort of civil war. But, but what I can tell you is that I personally would want to avoid any sort of loss of life. I would, right? I would want to, whatever way I resisted or revolted, do it in such a, a way that it is minimizing loss of life and maximizing the impact on those that are trying to, to force their will on me and others. And I think that's where silver and gold really come in is, is such an important asset to do just that. How many times have I talked about in the past this idea of a monetary revolution? I probably haven't mentioned it in like a month plus, right? But a monetary revolution refers to when you're basically voting, if you want to call it that, voting, revolting with your money. You're choosing to take your assets out of whatever it might be, the stock market or your bank or your retirement fund or whatever, and put it into silver and gold. You know, in a perfect ideal world, we could even conduct more and more transactions with silver and gold rather than the dollar. I mean, the less you use something like that, uh, the less support it has. And for individuals, it's not that big of a deal, right? Just one individual here and there doesn't do any damage to the dollar. Uh, but, but the way that a revolution works is that it's more than just that, right? It's, it's hundreds and then thousands and then millions of individuals that do just that. And that's where silver and gold really shine. Like, yes, there is something like Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, which could serve a role, serve a purpose in this sort of a future. But they have their shortcomings, namely that they're digital, right? And not guaranteed that you could even have it. Yes, it would be great for transacting across the country or, or across the world. But silver and gold really fill that role of, of real wealth preservation, real wealth that you can hold and, and store. Especially if, if you're really looking for security, right, for yourself or for your family uh, versus a very volatile asset that, that has only been in existence for like 10 years right? Silver and gold have a, a proven track record, thousands of years of, of preserving their value, right? And, and furthermore, I mean, can carrying out this monetary revolution, choosing precious metals over the dollar, or other assets that support the dollar, I'm talking bonds and things like that, that is powerful when uh, undertaken on, on a larger scale. Right? It's why you see these articles about countries like China or Russia divesting out of the dollar and into gold or dumping treasury bonds and into gold. Now, in the whole scheme of things, it, it hasn't broken the dollars back yet. But if you have enough countries doing that, right, just like when countries choose to, to conduct trade in local currencies versus the dollar, that can be powerful, Right. De-dollarization is a death by a thousand cuts. And I think we have to understand that us as, as citizens, U.S. citizens, play a role in that. And absolutely, if you're a Canadian, if you're an Australian, if you're a Brit, wherever you're from, that's where a good chunk of my non-U.S. audience is from, though, you can do the same for your own local fiat currency, right? Not a fan of the Australian dollar? Yeah, me neither. 
it's not in a good place right now and it's probably not going to get any better anytime soon. Well, carry out your own monetary revolution. Not happy with how your country is run? You know? Are, are, are you wishing you could maybe have a taste of the liberty that we have here in the United States, even though that is, is quickly fading, it seems like? Carry out your own monetary revolution and talk about it. Get other people on board with it. The final thing I want to talk about here is how silver and gold relate to SHTF. Crap, it's the fan. And, and whatever that necessarily means. And I can go to super, uh, uh, go super deep into this topic because I've talked about it many times in the past. Um, but I thought I would just because as it relates to the title, because I mentioned it earlier in this video, you know, as a whole silver and gold, I don't see them being super great tools to transact in some sort of a, uh, total collapse type of situation. Let's say the entire electric grid goes down or something like that. Yeah, maybe there's some day where, where silver and gold can can work well. Even the small denominations, the times and the quarters, the, the 90% silver ones, could be used as some sort of a currency. But I doubt it. I, I think more likely than not, for a very long time, it's going to be more of a barter type situation. Fuel, uh, food, water and vices like cigarettes or, or alcohol or whatever it would be much better ways to to conduct trade right and that's probably what's going to happen however i also talk about how silver and gold are the way that you can preserve your wealth through such an event right because on the other end when society begins to recover which it likely will their silver and gold will be still holding a significant amount of value and I think we have to remember that a lot of other assets are not going to be worth anything at that point or very little talking stocks and obviously fiat currencies, treasury bonds, things of that nature. Right. So I just want to throw that out there as well. Some food for thought as always, let me know what you think of this video down below in the comment section. Have you heard of that term before the boogaloo? Let me know. Uh, if not, I hope this has been a bit educational for you guys, and 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 I'd love to get your guys' take on this, whether it's political or whether it's just from a moral perspective, what you think of this idea. Um, and certainly, I myself am, am in no way supporting or condoning any sort of acts of violence or revolution, um, but I am definitely uh, in support of things like basic human rights, um, and of course. Uh, the, the right of one to, to defend oneself against tyranny. But as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.